0: You have your Bible open to Ezekiel chapter 22. I want you to know my appreciation here, coming. I wanted to have an opportunity to lay on the hearts of our men some (laughs) earnest desires of my heart for this year, and. will not be a long meeting, but out of the earnestness of my heart, I want to share these things with you, with us. In Ezekiel 22, beginning with verse 23, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is not cleansed, nor reigned upon in that day of indignation. There is a conspiracy for prophets in the midst of her, like a roaring lion ravening to prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst of her. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane, neither have they shown difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hidden their eyes from my Sabbath, and I am profaned among them. Her princes in her midst are like wolves ravening the prey shed blood and destroy souls to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have doomed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies into them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery, and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the soldier in the wrong place. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy. But I found none. Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. I don't mean to sound emotional. But I can hardly read those words without weeping. In my opinion, they picture America and our city and our society and our civilization. The average length of a civilization has been 200 years. America observes that anniversary this year. It's late, but I don't believe it's too late. If there could be a band of men who would be willing to stand in the gap and make up the hedge and say, I don't know about the rest. I don't know about everybody else. But as for me, I'm going to be a man that will stand in the gap and make up the hedge. i want to be a man like this. I want to yield all there is of me to all there is of God. When Jesus was here, he called me. Now that's not to say anything derogatory about women. It has nothing to do with the women's liberation movement or anything else. I'm not being critical at all. But Jesus called men. And men are the ones that will have to be the leaders in the work of God. Now the nation might want to turn things over to the women. The clubs might want to turn things over to the women. Not again, not being critical. But the work of the Lord has to go forward on the hearts of men and rely on men. And if our men don't do it, God may have to say, alright, stand aside, I'll use what I've got. And he'll use the women. That's what he's used in the missionary movements of the world. But his first choice was always men. Just like his first choice was the Jew and then to the Greek and the Jews refused and God had to turn to the Gentiles. Now, that's not to say anything derogatory about the Gentiles. It just simply says God, in his infinite understanding and wisdom, chose the Jews. And they said no. Now, God has chosen men. And I believe there's a nucleus of men who are willing to do what God wants. Jesus said to Peter, James, and John, and Andrew. simply took that child they took Jesus seriously now in the bargain you might say they got forgiveness of sin they got a home in heaven they became children of God they became liberated from the devil and from Satan but the appeal that Jesus made to them was none of those things he didn't say Peter come and follow me and I'll forgive your sins though he did he didn't say come and follow me and I'll give you a home in heaven Though that was true he didn't say come and follow me and and you'll have peace in your heart so that was true he said come and follow me and i'll make you to become a picture of me am i right or wrong is that good theology or not that's Amen. what the bible says if i understand it. that's what the scripture says now men that's what jesus is still saying here. sometimes we get in on the bandwagon and we say now i want the peace and i want the forgiveness and i want the cleansing and i want the heaven and i want all those things the lord this thing about being a fisher of men. I don't see how you mean that to me. And yet Jesus' call is the same all down through the ages. Follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men. Jesus called men from all walks of life. He was no respecter of persons. He called people who were up and out and people who were down and out. He seemed to have a specific interest in people who were poor and people who didn't have all that the world had to offer maybe it was because they're the ones that would listen to him, and others would however that might be jesus called men from all walks of life he called peter and it is said that peter was an ignorant fisher he called paul and paul was a learned theologian studying under the leadership of gamaliel in the rabbinical school of the jews God, Jesus called men from all walks of life, but the one thing he called them to do was not to get forgiveness of sin, though that was in it. You understand what I'm saying? It was not to get pardon or peace. It was not to get heaven, though all that was in it. Now, you know that I teach that, and I preach it, I believe it. But the thing he called them to do was to become fishers of men. Follow me, and I will make you to become attractive. I will make you to become winsome, I'll give you something that will set your soul afire so that you can go out and become a fisher of men, bringing people to Jesus Christ. In other words, you can become involved in the great thing that I have come to do. That's what Jesus was saying. I've come from the glory to this earth for a purpose. And you can come and get involved in the same thing, doing what I'm doing. You can become co-partner with me in this he called men to serve him in a manly way there was work to be done come follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men his emphasis was on strong men come and follow me and I'll make you strong his emphasis was on humble men his emphasis was on a daring challenge his emphasis was on a total sellout Jesus said in Matthew 16 24 if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me Men, one of the burdens of my heart, and I want you to pray with me about it, and and I share this with you, is that men, I don't understand how men can come to Christ and say they want him as Savior and want him as Lord and yet do not want to be involved. Listen to this. 422 adults and young people, 17 years of age and up, contributed to the work of the Lord at Monday last year. 140 of these gave $1 a week or less to the Lord. Now these are people, 17 and up, not children. 187 gave $2 a week or less. 281 gave $5 a week or less. 181 gave $10 a week or more. 22 gave $50 a week or more. It would seem from the statistics that our financial secretary has compiled that we have 181 adults and young people who are involved enough to be tithers. To say, I realize that we live in a time when the world has terrible gospel needs. And I want to join hands with (coughs) others and with my Lord. To get the gospel out to the world through my local church and through tithing and income, this is just one phase of the work, and I want to lay on our hearts the importance of the teaching of the Word of God concerning total commitment that involves uh, our being a good steward. Now I've just singled out this thing about tithing; that's only a symbol, that's a token. Just when, when God promised that there will not be any more rain that would destroy the earth by a flood. He set a token in the sky, and what was that token? A rainbow. rainbow. When a man and woman come together to get married, they give each other a token of their love. That isn't their love, but it's a token, it's a ring. The token of our loyalty to the Lordship of Jesus Christ is our task. Giving God a tenth and saying, Lord, I'm gonna trust you with the rest. I don't know where it all comes from, but I'm gonna put you first. Lord Jesus, you're first. Now, man, this is a burden on my heart, and I know it is on the hearts of some of you, many of you, that we can somehow create such a spiritual thrust and power here that we can help other men toward total involvement and commitment in the cause of Christ. Men who say, Jesus is my Lord. Now, those statistics were surprising. Maybe they weren't. And some of us might say, well, I don't fit into that category because I tithe. Well, listen to this. Week by week, we have from 12 to 20 adults who go solo. Jesus said, Come and follow me, and I will make you to become fishers of man. men. Men. If we're really going to reach bull and green for Christ, and not just talk about it, but really do it, we're going to have to be a All of us, I am, you have what you are. I'm not asking you to do something that I don't want to do. I'm not asking, I don't think you want to ask me to do something that you're not going to do. I believe we're all in it together. And Jesus said to Peter, James, and John, come after me, and I will make you to become fishers. Fishers of men." Now, there's nobody that loves going out on the water more than i do sam will attest to that i love it and if i could i'd uh, be on the water uh just about every day it's a good thing i don't have a boat It'd be an awful temptation i guarantee i wouldn't go on sunday because i have a conviction against it and i'm glad i don't have one i wondered how i'd react when i had a television you know I, i've heard of these people that just sit before a god of the television all the time and worship it and sit there and bow down to it and listen to it all the time I've never had a television until so you gave me one in June, a great view. But I want to tell you, this is no bragging. I'm simply saying I've asked God to discipline me, and I do not allow that television to go on at night. That's my study. That's my time to be with God. I don't have very much time, but that's my time to be with Him. I just don't know. Now, I love the water, and I love to go out on the lake. But I don't love that nearly like I love going fishing forever. Not anything like it. Not even any comparison. And Men, I'd like somehow to lay on your heart. See, you're the pace setters. You're the men that are the leaders of our church. And if we can band together and join hands and go out and comb the woods for Jesus Christ, no telling what will happen. There was a little child that got lost in our city. You know about it. A few weeks or months ago. And they tell me that that night there were 400 people out there combing the wood, looking everywhere for that little child. Just lost physically. And when they found the child, the child was perfectly all right, was naked, it had been out all night, it was a warm night. You remember the story, you remember that. There was nothing Four more. Four people out looking for a little child. Well, praise the Lord, amen. But did you know that there are lost men all over our city? And really, they look on their right hand and their left, and refuge fails them, and they cry out, no man cares for my soul. I want to urge us men to get in the task of winning people to Christ. Now, you may not know all the scriptures to you. You may not be able, you may not even feel at home sitting down and turning from passage to passage and showing somebody how to be saved from the Bible. I think we can all learn that. But you may not know how to do it right now. You don't have to do that to win somebody to Christ. You just go with a heart that's warm and do what you did while ago. Just tell what people what Jesus means to you. Just tell them, and they are waiting. They may not know they're that hungry, but they're waiting. They want to come to Christ. There's a there's a God-shaped vacuum in every man's life, and he's waiting for somebody to get to him. I really believe that, and if. It's not some hard, hard thing. It's fun. It's fun. And I want to lay on our hearts the importance, the responsibility, the thrill, the excitement, but more than that, the mandate from the Lord. Now I love you, and I want to be loved by you. You know, that's only natural. I don't know if anybody wants everybody to hate you. you? How many of you want everybody to hate you? Well, I sure don't. I want you to love me, and I love you. But I have to give a report one day to the Lord just as you do all of our reports will be a little bit different I think a man that has a family has to give a report for his family even though every family member has to give his own report you can't give a report for your children but you're going to have to give a report as to how you what kind of stewardship responsibility you took with your children now I'm going to have to give a report about our church and Jesus is going to say to me one day Richard you, you were down there 18 years for those men at how many of them were out there in the soul land, program? How many of them were out there week by week trying to bring people to Christ? How many? I might say, well, Lord, this many, this many, and then the Lord just say, Richard, what did you do to get them to come? Now, this is just one thing that I want to share with you. I want to urge you, challenge you, beg you, plead with you, and tell you from god's precious book that this is his commission not for me but for all of us right for all of us all of us every man in our church and i believe the men are the leaders i'm glad to see the ladies coming oh i'm glad praise god for the ladies that have gone out of here and been influential and i'm sure that the ladies have influenced many of you to come to christ but i believe god wants our men to do it i can't think of anything more powerful than week by week by week by week for it to get out around Bowling Green that the men of Glendale Baptist Church are out there knocking on people's doors, fishing for men. Now you tell about a thrill. That'll wake the city up. They sometimes expect ladies to do You know, I don't know why, but they expect it. But they don't expect men. They don't really understand it, but they sure love it. There's nobody that can influence another man for Christ like a man. Now, a woman can influence, but I believe men are God's, God's instrument. I really believe that. And again, I'm not being biased, and I'm not trying to uh, slam any other, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just simply saying I believe that's God's plan. And I'd like to lay it on our hearts. I want to ask you to be men this year, and I'm asking myself to do the same thing. I want to ask us to be men of the book to believe this book and leave. I wish every man here tonight would read the Bible through this year. Second thing, I'd like to ask us to be men of prayer. I like to pray in a closet. I like to pray by myself. And when I'm really by myself and there's nobody around, I like to pray out loud by myself. If there's somebody near enough to hear me, I don't pray pray out loud. I just pray in my heart. I like to pray by myself. But I want to tell you, there's a, there's something else that happens when you get with other men to pray, Right? It just I don't know what it is. It's just different. There's a there's an added power that comes. There's an added uh, there's an there's an, an additive to your faith, to my faith when we pray together. And I'd like to ask us to pray. I believe we can pray the troubles away. We can pray the burdens away. We can pray the problems away. And when we find a fellow brother who has burdens and problems in his life, let's not slam him. Let's not turn him down. Let's love him. Let's lift him up. Let's invite him to pray with us. And let's let's have such a warm fellowship of men here that men will actually love to be with the other men here. Like James said, when you come into the church, I appreciate your saying that. I'm glad that's true. I'm afraid it's not always true. But he, he said, when I came in there, I could feel the warmth of God's love. Oh, that thrills me to hear that. I think sometimes people have come in, like Robert had a friend that came not long ago, and he said nobody spoke to him, yes. And I was deeply grieved about that. Now, we need to form a fellowship of men that'll just, just love each other. And when we find somebody that's having problems and burdens and faults and troubles, they may be way down. Let's not, let's not step on. Them. Let's not walk on. Them. Let's not put them down any further. Let's not say, "Oh, if they were doing what they ought to do, they wouldn't have been in that problem." Let's love. Them. Amen? Amen. That's what a fellowship is. That's what your family is. When a boy or a girl in your family gets in trouble, what do you do? Pick him out? You no, know you love him. You bring him in. Now, if he's rebellious, you may have to discipline him. And sometimes that's true with God's people. But we bring them in and love them and try to draw them closer closer and closer into the heart and circle of the work of God. Let's do that this year for Jesus' sake. Men of the book, men of prayer, men who are pace-setters, so that everywhere in this church it's spoken of, man, that church has got some men that love God. Those men are on fire for the Lord. Those men are serving the Lord. And they're in there praying, and paying, and working, and they're men of power. Wouldn't you like that? I believe that'll thrill and bless the Lord. I read that scripture, bless the Lord, O my soul, and I wondered, how in the world can a man bless the Lord? How can we bless the Lord? What does God need that we could bless Him? And yet the scripture teaches us that when our lives are like I've described, somehow we bless the Lord. And that's what we want to do. Let's bring glory and honor to Him. And bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Let's do what God wants us to do this year. Now again, I didn't come to just lecture or preach. I just wanted to share some things that are on my heart. Frankly, there are many, many times, and I, I share this with you because I feel like you're my, my man. I don't often use that term. But I feel like it. I love And Men, I can't do it alone. And of course, I don't think that you ever feel that I'm doing it alone because you're there with me and our deacons are there and I thank God for that. But I feel like many times I make misjudgment mistakes. I think many times I fail. And I, 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 I'm more and more and more aware as we go along. That somehow, we've all got to join hands and do this great task God has given us to do together. Together. Together we pray. Together we pay. Together we go soul in Together we're faithful to the Lord's services. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Involved men, <coughs> men who will face the challenge of a great and sacred venture. That of serving the master of life and death. Men who are willing to take their all for him who gave his all. Men who are willing to put their time and talents and possessions and energies on the line for God through the church to reach other men. That Christ might be made known. That's my prayer. And that's the reason I want you to meet tonight. To just lay on your heart, my burden. There are some great churches in this city and they're doing a great work but i believe god has given glendale a unique responsibility just a unique responsibility and listen to this there are two ways of building a church one is to let all the standards down and pay little attention to the standards of the new testament and just collect the people together who are gonna go to church anyway. You know, this is one way of doing it. You just sort of collect church people together. I've been in churches like that. In the Northland, one of the problems among our Southern Baptist work there has been that we've gone over, and I did this to some degree in Michigan that we go around and collect southern people who are going to go to church anyway. And we get them all in the church. And we have a church filled with people who are going to go to church anywhere who care nothing about the people who are not going anywhere. The other way to build a church is the New Testament way. That first church in the New Testament didn't have very many religious people. They were all first-generation Christians. All of them. The second way to build a church is to go out and find those that are, out of, that are out, that are not saved, or that are inactive, that are not God, that are not on fire for the Lord, or they, they wouldn't go to church otherwise if you didn't go after them. And bring them in. And I believe this is the New Testament concept. I, I really do. I believe that. Now, men, this is the reason for our busting. This is the reason for our soul winning ministry. This is the reason why we, we uh, advertise. This is the reason for our radio ministry. This is the reason for the reach out. This is the reason why it's costly and expensive to operate a church like this. Because you have a nucleus committed and on fire for God who have taken seriously the New Testament commission to go out and reach the others. I believe what you do. It. Now... The Lord knows our hearts. If we do not do it, God will say, all right. Because God never makes anybody do it. God will say, all you right, we'll stand aside, let us do what we want to do, and we we'll reach over here and get somebody else that's willing to do it. I've seen you do that. I believe God has given Glendale a unique mission. Not like everybody else. It's different. And maybe everybody wouldn't be content, wouldn't be happy, involved in a work like this. And that breaks your heart, breaks my heart. But I believe that's what God's given us to do. And if you feel that way, and if you're willing to commit yourself to this, this can be the greatest year we've ever had in winning and witnessing and loving and creating an atmosphere here where God can work and where we put aside any kind of little differences and we love each other. And when a brother gets in trouble or, or a, problem, a person has burdens and problems, he's, he's uh, just sick spiritually, let's go and love him back to God and bring him to the full and the fellowship of the beloved Our time is up. These are the things I wanted to share with us. Do you feel like it's been a waste of time or profitable tonight for us to be here? appreciate that. I hope it's been a profitable time. I wanted to just share with you the burden of my heart. I promise to let you out on time. We're going to. I'd like to ask us to kneel to pray in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Then you can stay around and talk if you want to. But this is the burden on my heart. I gave you a little piece of paper and asked you to write on it ways you feel we can reach men this year without compromising, without any compromise for the New Testament concept of the church. If you want to add some other things to it, you stay and add some things. Please, please. I'd appreciate your turning this in before you leave tonight, so it'll just be a blessing and maybe be a help to me and help to help to us in, in uh, some ideas of reaching people for Christ this year. Is there anyone who wants to say anything just before we pray? Anyone? Anyway. Man, I appreciate your coming tonight. I really do. I, I need your prayers for me. I just want you to pray for me. I hope that doesn't sound selfish, but I need your prayers. And I, I urge you to pray for me. Let's just, uh, fellas, let's just pray. I-, I wish you'd come right down here and pray just for the yes. To I'd like to ask a prayer for the place I work out at But There's a lot of people out there that just, well, you know, they're, they're just lost and blind and everything. I'd like to ask prayer for them and I'd like to ask a prayer for me to just to be a witness to. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's kneel right down here. I'd like to ask these four to members the our forces. Horace Strauss, will you leave us? Ms. Kirby, you lead us now. We thank you, Lord, for the Lord's waiting and making us not to work in here. To us in ways that we can make the lost souls in the new year. And pray that you show us a way that we can help our pastors. Pray for the Lord that our loss. I think that was the greatest objective. I thought that was one the things. to go with you in heaven and be grateful at this time as we were together here for We thank the Lord for the message that we were before us. Lord, we just ask to put a burden on the heart for all people of this city that we might band ourselves together before I ask you and tell them about Jesus that there was two ways Lord, just help each one of us. Give us the an knowledge and the know-how and we'll have the bones that we need to go after those who's good as the others. Help us, Lord, to live better each day if we go through this world. Keep us in the center of thy will, as I pray. That we shall find be built Lord, I pray we all come together coveted. That our lives will count for me That the man's power right here might be harnessed by our Lord. And just like the power of the great Niagara falls generates enough energy to provide electricity and power for all that area of this continent. Oh God may we so yield ourselves to thee that the energy of our lives, the creativity of our lives, the talents and gifts of our lives will be on the altar before you. Lord make us this year so O Oh God put on our hearts the hearts of men. May we go after lost men and draw them to Christ. Lord, show us if we need a separate night for men to go visit with mm. Show us that. Show us if we need a night when men could meet together for supper and a challenge and think about the things of the Lord, maybe quarterly. Lord, show us that. We pray that I will put on our hearts an ability and a challenge and a desire and a heart cry to reach men. And Lord, help that there will be enough men involved in our outreach ministries to get the job done Amen. through the buses and through the mission work and all the things. Oh God, thank you again for these men here tonight. Hear our prayer, heal our land, forgive our sin. And Lord, I feel like that song if i have wounded any soul today dear lord forgive me and may all of us have that spirit that we would say lord use me and don't refuse me and take what i give to you tonight and multiply break it if necessary mold it and make it after your own will. in jesus name we pray amen